Um, <laughs> and so thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. It is the week of uh, November. No, it's not. October 6th. So close. Uh, October 6th. So close. Um, proper 22 for this week. Uh, Luke's Gospel. We're in chapter 16 of Luke's Gospel. Uh, and no, we're not. We're in chapter 17. No. Nope. Uh, so close. <laughs> Maybe we time. should just start over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I should have those things like written down on a board in front of me. Um, I can I get a do over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start over. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the faith to go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And uh, not with us today, but always the third member of our team. Uh, whether she's here or not, is my little Sonia, who's the youth minister at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. Uh, she's not with us today, but she'll, uh, she'll be back with us next week. But don't worry, we'll have a point for Maya uh, in our podcast today. Um, and uh, You know, next week, David, we should check in with Maya and find out if she liked our point that we made for her. Mm, good question. That'll be a good question. Mm-hmm. She can do a little review. Mm-hmm. Of the podcast, <laughs> that she's gone. Right. Uh, and thanks everybody for tuning in uh, for this week of October sixth, um, proper twenty-two in year C. Uh, we're in the seventeenth chapter of Luke's Gospel this Sunday. Uh, but like every week, we try to start with our with a recap of our Instagram poll, which we put up every Monday morning from the previous week's gospel. Uh, so we always, we always put up a question and ask you to uh, chime in. Uh, so this week, uh, you know, last week was the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And so the question for this week was whether Jesus was teaching us about the afterlife, something that was true about the afterlife, or something that's true about relationship here and now, which is something that we got to in the podcast last week. And in an overwhelming victory, the here and now took took the vote, eighty six to fourteen. Woo. Very high, very high percentage. Uh, so almost everyone uh, said that uh, what Jesus was teaching about was the present moment, the the nature of relationship that is true here and now. Kind of that idea that he is using this story about what's happening, kind of to the the souls of these people in the afterlife is actually what is truly happening between them relationally right now in this moment, kind of like pulling back the veil of the spiritual truth, uh, which is one way of interpreting uh, Jesus's words, especially when he's doing, uh, when he's teaching with parables. Um, but either, either one is a perfectly good interpretation. You know, if, if you think that it's uh, someone clearly thought it was more about the, about the afterlife, and that is, you know, perfectly good interpretation as well. Um, and as always, you know, we want to hear uh, what you have to say about the gospel. That's why we put the polls up. So if you didn't get to vote in the poll, we'd love to hear your interpretation of the gospel from last week or from this week. Uh, and we always want to hear from you. Uh, any questions or comments you have uh, from your week of faith discussion or reflection, we'd love to hear you from you. You can email us at faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. You can contact us through the Instagram account at faith2go 
or you can get in contact with us through the website www.myfaithtogo.org, which is also where you'll find all of the resources for your faith discussions throughout the week to help you take on those discussions with your family and friends, as well as this podcast is for your own personal reflection or to help you get ready for those conversations as well. So um, we are going to get into the gospel for this Sunday, again, October 6th, proper 22. And the gospel for this Sunday is Luke 17, verses 5 through 10. So Charlotte is going to read it, and then uh, we are each going to take some time to highlight a point, and then we'll do a combined point that we'll do together for point number three. Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. All right. An interesting, uh, some interesting words from Jesus here uh, in today's gospel. Um, the, I think one, the, I think the, the really only point to make context-wise before we get into our discussion is that this, uh, again, doesn't exist in a, in a bubble. It is a, uh, it, it, it comes right after the rich man and Lazarus story, but it is immediately preceded by another section that gets skipped over in the lectionary, you know, just because that's, that's how it, it works sometimes, that there's, you're not going to go through uh, any of the Gospels in their entirety through that uh, three-year cycle. But um, this is, this is uh, preceded by a conversation that Jesus some teaching that Jesus does with his disciples saying that uh, if another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. And then, and then it's the beginning of this reading. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So they're saying this in, in response to something Jesus just said. They weren't just like walking along and out of nowhere the, the disciples said, <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what we were talking about before, Jesus? We would like you to increase our faith. It's actually Jesus saying, you know, you when when someone comes and apologizes to you, no matter how many times they have done that exact same thing before, if they do it seven times a day, and this, this number is not like seven times is the cutoff. It's supposed to be like forever and ever, all the time, you know, you're like, you need to forgive them and accept their apology and forgive, no matter how many times it's done to you, and, and no matter how many times they do it. So 
in response to this kind of radical idea of forgiveness, of having this kind of like limitless understanding of how, how much forgiveness we are called to offer to other people, the disciples say, increase our faith. And, and then that's how we right. get into the gospel today. So something important to keep in mind uh, in terms of framing the context for, for the story. Uh, and Charlotte has the first point for today's podcast. Yes, and as we get into that first point and consider what you gave us contextually to head into it, um, that whole instruction is so strong about if they repent, you must forgive. And whenever it's if and must, it's like, this is not an option for you. So I certainly can kind of understand where the disciples were coming from when they head into this next section, which is my first point, which is they're asking for more faith. Increase our faith is what it says in the reading that we just heard. But when we send out all of the resources this coming this week, you'll see that in the lower age group that the gospel comes from God's word, my God's word, God's word, my voice, which is a tremendous resource. Um, And sometimes because it's intended to sound as though it doesn't speak down to children, but it's supposed to be in a child's voice. Sometimes the wording choice when we read it as adults can be two things. It can be crystal clear um, and it can also be slightly on the comical side. And I have to admit that I was delighted when I pulled the gospel for this week and I read through it. And instead of it saying, increase our faith, it's the disciples chanting, more faith, more faith. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love that imagery of them walking down the road behind Jesus, chanting that they want more faith. Um, And so I carried that with me this week as I was considering this first part Um, of conversation in regard to the mustard seed and the amount of faith that you have. And I kept thinking to myself as I considered it, that Jesus's response also points to the fact that our faith is already inside us, whether it's this tiny faith, the size of a mustard seed, and that's all that we need to accomplish things, or whether we need a bigger and more robust faith that allows us to forgive people multiple times, even though they seem to be doing the same thing over and over again, but they repent, and so we're instructed to forgive them. And that kind of forgiveness requires a big and deep and mighty faith. And accepting the fact that that faith already lives in us asks a lot of us. And knowing that Faith is a gift that we are given, but that we have to choose to use is also a big ask of us. Because while we have faith inside of us, the faith that we need to to listen to Jesus and follow the instructions and to lead this Christian life, that doesn't mean that we always have access to it. Because we can put things behind doors, we can put barriers in front of things, and we can be like, well, if I share all this faith, will there be any left for me? And that place of fear and concern about having enough, that fear of scarcity, can color how we respond to things. And I think that in some instances, that that's why it's not easy for us to forgive people. That's why it's not easy for us to act with compassion. And that's why we feel like we don't have enough faith and why we are calling to Jesus, asking him to give us more. 
Yeah, and I think that uh, that kind of goes that that kind of goes into my point because mine is kind of right after that about the the tree being uprooted and this mulberry tree being uprooted and going into the sea. And I I think that I think going back to that idea of forgiveness and this mustard seed sized faith that to be able to forgive that much is a requires a great amount of humility and the humility humility and and humiliation and um, human they all share the same latin root which is humus which means ground like dirt like this idea that we are formed from dirt like in genesis 1 and um and or Genesis 2. And I love this idea because m- m- the way that I think that teaches us to think about humility is that it's not about thinking that we're worse than anybody. It's not about thinking that we're the lowest of the low. It's not about debasing ourselves because that can ultimately become just as much of an ego project as thinking we're better than other people, you know, that uh, I am so much worse than everybody is is just as much a like a a a false identity as thinking that we're better. What it really is is to kind of like recognize our equality that we are all you know equally human and equally beloved and loved by God so when G- what Jesus is asking them to do is to like every day all the time continually 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 recognize their shared humanity with other people. And so what I think, the way I interpret this idea of this like mustard seed size faith is that Jesus is kind of pushing back, I think, against this idea of the disciples saying, add add to our faith, add to our faith, make our faith bigger, 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 bigger. And he's saying what we need to do, what we're being called to is this, this kind of like smallness of faith. And I think in a in like one way of thinking about that is that like this this big faith, this faith that they think they need in order to be able to do that, that they think they need in order to like make miraculous things happen, like move this tree by just by telling it to move, is like this faith that is built on power and is built on like certainty. And I think this smallness of faith that Jesus is asking of them that leaves room open, like the room for the mystery of our identity and the mystery of the identity of other people that leaves room for forgiveness in that mystery is one that is like not about domination or certainty, but about equality and justice and, and humility in what we can and can't know of ourselves and of God that ultimately leads us continually to deeper and deeper understanding of ourselves and one another and God. And so I, what this word, if it says, it says, if, if you tell the tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea, it will obey you. This word obey actually means like, listen to you, like respond, like listen receptively and, and respond even. So he's saying that this, this small faith, this little faith isn't one that is about power and domination so that like my faith is so big that I can like will miracles to happen just by like wielding my, my power, the power of my faith over the creation and other people. It's more like this is a smallness of faith that in its humility, in its humanness, in its deep connection to the earth and to creation and to one another, 
can 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 organically elicit a response when it is shared so that when we when we do share our this little mustard side mustard seeds seed sized faith it elicits a response uh and and loosens up you know those those like roots that we get kind of like born down into our certainty in and loosens up the possibility of of new things happening that we never could have imagined before. Well, and I think that it's interesting, you know, that listen and respond instead of obey is such a minor and yet powerful way to consider that passage, Um, especially when you consider the call to forgiveness that happened right before this. Mm -hmm. Because when we listen to what's really being offered to us, then we're better able to respond mm-hmm. um, instead of, you know, following it as a strict structure and a strict guideline. It's more about an opening and a listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting to consider it that way. Yeah. So the third point that you and I are, have already had a slight conversation about and that I look forward to exploring further kind of starts for me when at verse nine, which is, do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? And it comes right after them talking about when the slave comes into the field, you know, just basically sit down and have dinner with me and and let's do and be part of this with me. Or is the expectation that the slave continues to do all of the things that are asked of them and then gets to have their meal separate from that because that's the order in which they are supposed to do things and the order in which what is expected of them. And I think that in relationship to considering the commandment about faith and and the conversation that took place around all of that is that in doing what is expected of us, that's how we more deeply connect to our faith. And that sometimes that's easy because we have a checklist and this is what we need to do to get out the door each day as in the slave's guidelines were. And sometimes that's more difficult. And that includes exploring the parables and lessons of scripture and trying to interpret them and how that they fit into our life and our interactions with each other on each given day. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that isn't a checklist. And yet it is something that we're commanded to do and to pursue. And I think that that's a really interesting line that do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? I mean, do we deserve this recognition for doing what God is called us to do or instructed us to do? And the reality is that being people of faith comes without recognition, without, you know, glory and honors and just doing what's expected brings us into closer relationship with each other, but also into relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I, in terms of that re- relationship with God idea, I think it's, I think the way I'm, the way I interpret this section is, is like that Jesus is kind of, again, leaning into that. So if we're talking about like the smallness of the mustard seed, the possibility of uncertainty and mystery then maybe this is leaning into the way that that relationship with God is is meant to bring us into continuing depth uh, of knowledge and understanding of God and of ourselves. That there's not a, any time when we just totally get it. 
and that this kind mm-hmm. of this this journey is will be lifelong and continue forever and ever and ever. So that in a way, if um, if at any time we we stop and say to ourselves, "Oh, I I get it. I I understand everything I'm supposed to understand." Uh, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't need to go into any more depth of understanding myself or other people or God, then that, I think that's the, I think that is kind of like the, the analog for saying uh, that I've done what I've been asked and no more, you know, that we're, we're continuing, we're always being asked to go, we're always being invited into more depth. And once we say, I've got it, that makes us useless because that's the this Absolutely. word worthless slave. the 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 word in Greek is is actually just like the negative of useful. So it's the opposite of useful. So it's useless. That the idea that like that it is of no use if at any point we stop and say I've got it, then we are no longer of use to anyone. You know, to, because because then we start like cementing this idea of God that can never be cemented. And in the same way that Jesus is saying, you, there is no limit, there is no, there is no end to how much we are meant to continually like go into further depth with one another through forgiveness, that, that also goes for ourselves and for God, so that we're always, always, always being called. It's not so much that like we can never do enough, uh, but, that, but that we are always called to something more. And once we think we know exactly what we have to do, that's when that that should be a that should be a red flag to say, oh, I I think actually you know I need to keep living into this uncertain mystery of who I am and who God is and who other people are. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that is three points we have created. Um, point number one was Charlotte's, and it was about this um, God-given faith that we have and the way that Jesus uh, is calling us to live through that you know, increasing ability to be in, in relationship with one another and forgive one another as, as that faith grows. Number two was mine, and it was about this call that Jesus is making to us to a humility uh, in our faith and, and an openness to mystery and possibility in a way that when we communicate uh, th- our faith and our, our faith lives to one another, it elicits some sort of response um, that is new and opens up to new possibilities. And number three, which was our creation for Maya's third point, was that um, we have this idea at the end of continually being open to uh, depth and more mystery and continuing to respond as God and Jesus are calling us to respond to life and to those practices that we have been taught and invited to. So, uh, having heard that discussion, uh, Charlotte's going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything new this time through. Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? 
Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week, uh, the week of October 6th, proper 22 in year C to the Faith to Go podcast. Uh, make sure to go check out all those Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. Also, make sure to send us any of your comments or questions or stories from your week, week of faith discussion or reflection. You can contact us through the website. You can email us, faithtogo at sdpaulcathedral.org. Or you can contact us through Instagram at faith to go Make sure to follow us. We post stuff throughout the week. We have our Instagram poll we put up every Monday. And make sure to go rate and review this podcast to help other people find it. So until next week, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone.